the voice of the king. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Eat, Pray, Love on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and if you've just tuned in, we've got um, one of the trustees of Masjid Al-Quds, Haji Liyakit Sunday in studio with us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your company here this afternoon. Alhamdulillah, it's always a pleasure and quite exciting for us. Um, Eat, Pray, Love enjoys profiling special uh, persons and also looking at different places around the world where Islam is like, you know, really growing and standing. Well, Uncle Yaqut, reality is Mashil Kutz is one of the biggest masjids in Cape Town. And that in itself speaks on its own because there needs to be so much in maintaining the huge programs that you facilitate at the masjid and in its own upkeep. So you want to tell us a bit about Masjid Al-Quds? Yes, um, I think first of all maybe we should just talk about masjids and its general. Mm. And I think um, people do not realize the cost to upkeep any masjid, anyone, whether it's Quds or any other masjid. We always think the masjid has enough money but in essence, you know, and people ask us, what do you pay your imams? But we're limited to the money that the Musillis will contribute on a weekly and yearly basis. And that's our income. Mm-hmm. But we also realize that's not sufficient. And we have to look at alternatives and other sources of income. We have our outreach program at the mosque. We have a gift shop. And we do sell our CDs. We do sell gifts there. And these profits goes towards the maintenance of the mosque. We sell Akhne after Juma every Friday. And we as committee members, we go and teach, we help, we assist. And uh, only after we finish and the sales are, then we go back in the mosque and do our sunnat namaz. Mm. So it's a bit of a sacrifice, but we know that we need the money for the maintaining of the mosque. Part of it goes to the madrasa, because we know today no madrasa is self-sufficient. Each and every madrasa has a shortfall. So the madrasa do not go on a collection drive per se. Mm. We try to, from the sales of our food, the money, the profit we make goes towards the madrasa. So we have the coins again that we sell, which is our gold coins and our silver coins. And the profit there again goes to the mosque. So anybody that's getting married, inshallah, we will ask you to buy our masjid al We have a gold coin, we have a silver coin. Contact our gift shop or any of the committee members Please support us because it has beautiful inscription on it as well. Mm. The ayat of uh, Al-Asr is on it and the Kaaba on the other side. Instead of buying a Krugerrand, mm. this is better. Indeed. Well, you've also come up with an even better way of raising funds, and that is your annual tours, Uncle Yakut. Yes. And you've we, been doing it for quite a while. So. That's right. We, we, we're doing it now quite a while. We decided that we need another source of income. And we found there is the potential to visit certain the countries where there's strong Islamic history, where people do not go on their own. And in a group, we could package it beautifully together and take a spiritual leader with us that would be able to guide, assist, and give us the background and the history. And that would be another avenue that we can look at. We were fortunate that uh, the late Mr. Gangreker, um, Wembley Travel, 
we do the issuing of the tickets. They do not charge any commission on it, but barely a small admin fee. So we cut out basically the middleman and the prices we manage to secure are extremely competitive. And I can assure you, you will not get these prices anywhere else for the value that we give you. When I refer to value, each and every one that has traveled with us, unfortunately, I would have loved to bring one or two, but next time I would want to do that, mm. that people that traveled with us can share their experiences, you know, with the people out there. Uncle, the I get some of the places that you've visited? Yes, our very first trip was Syria, Jordan and Majid al-Aqsa. We did that together. When we look at Syria, we wanted to repeat Syria after that, but then the unrest started. And we can cry because we were at all these places. And when you see them bombed, destroyed to date, it is really, really pathetic and hard so to see what has happened to a, such a beautiful country. Mm. And people so loving, friendly, and uh, it was one of our best trips that we had. That particular trip, we had about 77 people on that trip. We said we're going to take 40, and it just increased every day people were begging to go with. Then our second trip was to Spain and Morocco. We did that two together. Again, the rich history in Spain. That sounds like an architectural feast between Spain and Morocco. Yes, no, definitely, uh. definitely. Uh, you, you've, you're quite right there. And the history of Spain, again, it's repeating itself today. And we've never learned from the history at all. Mm. So that was our second trip. The third was a Umrah trip that we did with the Sheikh under the banner of Sheikh Nanawi. Mm-hmm. Then we did a trip to Iran and we went twice to Iran. What a beautiful country once more. The people friendly and so many of the Soviets and uh, Koreans that visit the Russians, they convert to Islam, revert to Islam because they see the beauty of Islam there in Iran. And then last year we went to Uzbekistan and again it was a absolutely memorable trip again, rich in Islamic history and we'll talk maybe about Uzbekistan a little bit later as well. These are the places that we visited so far and we're looking, we got two on the drawing board as well, that's going to be Turkey and the other one is now Bosnia and Croatia that we're going to do. So you're looking at combining, are you doing Uzbekistan again? We are going to look uh, at doing Uzbekistan again, yeah. Definitely. So will that be with Turkey and Bosnia? No, no. Oh. Uh, we're going to do Uzbekistan now, 23rd of March. Inshallah. And in September, we'll do one of the two trips. It will be the Turkey or the Bosnia and Croatia. So it will be one of Turkey on its own. And that means not just going to Istanbul, we'll be going to Ankara, we'll be going um, to Cappadocia. We're going to go to the south as well as to the west of uh, uh, Turkey. Sounds absolutely amazing. We need to take an ad break and inshallah when we come back we'll get to hear all about Uzbekistan. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. (laughs) 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Eat, Play, Love on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and if you've just joined us we have um, Liakit Sande in studio with us and he's giving us an insight to Uzbekistan. If you are deciding to travel this year and you don't know where to go, I think Uzbekistan is going to be one of those places and what better way than to make a contribution knowing that it does go towards the masjid and this is Masjid Al-Quds. So Uncle Liakit Give us that window to Uzbekistan. Yes, before I get to Uzbekistan, I mm-hmm. wanted to mention something earlier, but I just yeah. omitted it. Um, it was the late Mr. Umar Gangriker, mm-hmm. our second year uni- at university, and myself and a very close friend, it was Hussein Bandeke. We went with him to Boer Camp. It was during the mass. We made Udu, we made finish the mass, and we came out. And as we came out, he asked me, Did you put anything in the tin? And I looked at him and I said to him, no. And I was shocked. Why is he asking me? So I said, but I'm just a student and I don't have much money. He said, you don't have much money. How much do you have? Do you have 20 cents to put in the tin? So I said, yes, I got maybe 50 cents. Mm. He said, you just made Udu now. You're on the carpet. Who must pay for that water now that you just used? Who is going to pay for the maintenance because you just created some dust on that carpet? So do not let other people subsidize you. Take money out of your pocket and put it in a tin whenever you're in the mosque so that you can contribute towards the maintenance. And you haven't given extra. You've just paid now for that water that you used. And since that time, you know, he passed away in my luck around him. I've never forgotten that. And I always remember it when I go to any masjid and I come out, whether I make wudu or not, I put something in the tin because at the end of the day, the mosque needs the money for the maintenance. Subhanallah. One never actually really thinks of that eh, and realizes that. No. You're going to the masjid, it's Allah's house, and the whole concept of even realizing that you are responsible for it is That's absent. That's correct. It's, it's all our duty. And like you said, even if it's a small amount, put it in. And if each one puts a little bit in that tin, the end of the day, we can help and assist to help and as maintain that masjid. Indeed, subhanAllah. Well, Uncle Yaqut, I think everyone's excited to be hearing about Uzbekistan. Yes, Uzbekistan. Hopefully people could get their visas ready and their passports yes, ready. Yes, um, <laughs> it reminds me when we had the launch, the first trip, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, we said we'll take 35 people. Mm-hmm. And after the launch alone, um, we had 40 people that confirmed. Alhamdulillah. And we said we can only take 35. We then had to arrange for a bigger bus. Ah. And then we won 45. And then people were really, really said, listen, people, we want to go. And we had to arrange for a bigger bus. And we took 49 people. Well, Alhamdulillah, I remember last year when you had been on that trip, your photos were coming through on WhatsApp. And everybody was like, so subhanAllah, it looked absolutely amazing. But I'm sure it was totally different actually being there. Now, it's, it, it's when you see photographs and we go to any place, mm. it's a total, total different experience. It's like people say, you know, I heard maybe uh, the night, uh, uh, but when you go personally and we listen to him alive, it's mm-hmm. different from listening to that CD. It's a total, total different atmosphere. So being there, Alhamdulillah, was an absolutely beautiful and inspiring uh, uh, um, experience. experience. So this year, how many are you looking at taking? 
we will not be able to take more than 30, maximum 35, because it is a challenge in terms of accommodation, in terms of the transport. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotels are not that big because in one place in Bukhara, we had to have three hotels because we had 49 people, but luckily the two were opposite each other and the other one was five minutes away. Uh-huh. So in terms of logistics, it makes it very difficult for the number. So we are going to, we said maximum, maximum will be 35 this time. We will not take more than 35. Angadiakut, Uzbekistan, the place, the people, the cuisine, the experience, the visits, tell us all about it. Yes, first of all, uh, the land that is now Uzbekistan, we know was once the heart, you know, of the ancient Silk Road trade route, which was connecting China with the Middle East and Rome. The country spent most of the past 200 years, which was part of Russia, which was the Soviet Union before they emerged as an independent nation in 1991. It's a democratic, it's a secular constitutional republic with a population of 32 million and 90% are Sunni Muslims. We know that Islam Karimov was the first president. He was also part of the Russian regime. He passed away last year. He really controlled and handled the country with the iron hand. Many people criticize, we hear different stories, what has happened after he took power in after 1991. Mm. But he put his foot down immediately because he did not want any infiltration from any other country. Like, for example, the children up to the age of 16 are not allowed to go for Juma or big nights. Mm. Because what happened is that he found that the mosque was utilized for the infiltration of third forces. And immediately they were influenced and brainwashed and he stopped it. And they can go for all other waktus but not for that. You'll find when we went for Juma, the security is extremely tight. They look at you. They thought I was under 16 when I got there. (laughs) And they stopped me and uh, they are very strict. So uh, they, 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 you'll find that even when you land, there is no uh, green light. Every case will be scanned and is checked because they want to make sure nobody's bringing any drugs or anything into the country. So mm-hmm. they control very tightly. Once you're in the country, it's a beautiful country. Really, it is. The people are so friendly. The people are generous, want to accommodate you as if you go anywhere you, that you will go. The cuisine's lovely. It's not going to be the curry and the rice at home. <laughs> we managed to locate two Eastern cuisine restaurants, but the food generally, they love their vegetables. And I think if you just have the starters, the vegetable is a meal on its own. Alhamdulillah. Some of the sites and, and, and visits that you get to do when you're in Uzbekistan, Makriyakut? Um, yes. Um, You'll find, maybe I should just touch that, the crime. Mm. Um, if you steal a car, uh, the sentence is 15 years. Sure. So people do not want to steal anything. Mm. You'll find there's no papers lying around. They are disciplined that the, the papers will be put in a bin, will be picked up. And some of the places might not be modern, might be a little bit Asian, ancient. But you'll find they are clean and they looked after. And this is the culture of people mm-hmm. and you'll find that we will just throw a paper in the street they will not do that mm-hmm. so it's all about the people of the country how they're disciplined how they're educated around it 
for example the teachers you will declare the year for the teachers and they will get a big bonus and they will all be sent on a holiday so a person that's take care of his people and as it went along from 91 the people started loving him and they really really felt his loss after they passed away it was a big loss for Uzbekistan I can tell you that then um, also what was noticeable that none of these American franchise companies were uh, uh, established there or allowed to be in the country talking of the likes of McDonald's or KFC none of them they you feel that they must develop their own sell to their own people and that's how they're going to develop another that. level of local is Deca. so truly investing in their own lo local community and local markets local developers that's quite interesting that's correct they mm. they they definitely feel they they have a close relationship with russia so all the agriculture everything they produce you'll find major of the export goes to russia Quite interesting. Historical sites, Uncle Leakid, you spoke of Bukhara. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, um, let me just touch on Bukhara. Before maybe, um, there's a few. And let's maybe, um, when we came in uh, uh, Tashkin, we settled down. From Tashkin, we took the flight to Kiva. Mm -hmm. Kiva is a historical monumental city. Um, it was declared as a heritage city since 1990 you'll find that the walls are made out of mud and straw. And when you are there, it's such a beautiful sight to see. And we were so welcomed there. The people uh, welcomed you. They were giving out bread to the people. And uh, it was beautiful to see Kiva. From Kiva, we went to Bukhara. We took the flight. And when we came to Bukhara, the first place was Jasmir Ayyub uh, that we visited. That is where the Prophet at the time of the drought uh, he knocked with a stick into the ground and then spring water came out and since that time it is still there and uh, many says that it has healing qualities as well and our own Sharif Palika he took uh, you know uh, he actually fact pulled that water from the well and we all drank from it so that was one of the places then our second place and that we have it is uh, Imam Bukhara's place and this is an absolute honor it was a privilege you know to to have visited Imam Bukhara's Mazar when we got there you can just feel the spirituality and as we know the history of Imam Bukhari um, he became blind at a young age he lost his father at the, when he was an infant and his mother prayed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must restore his eyesight and miraculously his eyesight was restored and listening to the history and standing there was the highlight of the trip we we spent four hours there we found that it was the important visit and an important place in islamic history and uh, and it was really worth if the trip you only went to visit the mazar for imam bukhari i can tell you it was worth going to Uzbekistan to do that and and what tells us about that that dua is one his eyesight was restored that is the first thing and the secondly the dua of a mother Indeed. so it is the dua and the dua of a mother and we undermine this and here imam bukhari you know got his eyesight restored 
went to for the Hajj with his mom to Mecca, stayed there, and then developed. And we know one of the greatest uh, hadith today, which is Imam Bukhari. Indeed, subhanAllah. This sounds absolutely amazing, Uncle Yakir. So tell me, on your trip in March, you're going to be making all of these yarits as well? Yes, definitely. We will be visiting all the places. Um, people ask us, we had a tour guide, mm-hmm. uh, which was in, in Uzbekistan. And when people came there, they told us this tour guide was absolutely good. He knew the Islamic history the background, everything. And they said, we are lucky to get this. And it's not luck. What happened is that when we were now negotiating with our agent, we asked him to put a clip, which is three minutes, where this guide will give us the history of Uzbekistan. When I listened to it, it was very good, but his accent I did not like because it's from Russian descent. Mm -hmm. And I said to the agent, no, we don't want him. Mm -hmm. Send me a second clip, and I said, no. Then I went on the site and I saw this particular person and his history in the background. And I said, I want him. She said, look, he doesn't work for them, but they can. He's a freelancer, but it will cost you basically double. Mm. I said, it doesn't make a difference. We will because we need a good guide. Mm. This is where we, it's not luck, this homework. Of course. It is that research, we make sure. And that's why our trip might give you an extremely good value for money because we do the research and homework and to make sure everything is in place when you go with us. Thank you, Liakid, in about two minutes. If somebody is wanting to book for Uzbekistan, what would they be getting in terms of what are they going, leaving from Cape Town, seeing what? Okay, Uh, the flight is from here to uh, Istanbul. We'll be in transit for about 12 hours. You will get accommodation there and breakfast included. Then we fly into Tashkent, and then the flight will be back from Tashkent to Istanbul in transfer of over 12 to 14 hours. You get a hotel accommodation again and breakfast and back. So it's an international flight. Then we've got two internal flights that will be taking place. We've got two train rides, right, which is very good train quality. And then we have breakfast and dinner. Then it's uh, sightseeing places, the entrance to all the sightseeing places as well. Mm-hmm. And that all package comes with 39,999 rands. Now, you said earlier on you're only taking 35 people. Have yeah. you launched this as yet? Yeah, we have launched it last week. Uh, we have done the launch. Is there still some space left? For yes, we for still have about 10, 12 uh, places, places left. So uh, definitely you can contact me. Uh, the number is 082-4114-773. Or you can also contact any of the committee members or Hafiz Umar Ruika as well. Um, Uncle Yaka, just uh, I know you were telling us of some of the highlights. So you've mentioned um, Imam Buhari, and of course you were talking earlier on of the other one. Is there any other particular visits that really stand out that you'll say to everybody? You know what? I'm going to use my traveling for this year to go to Uzbekistan. Let me tell you the Registan Square. <laughs> it's such a beautiful square when you come there. Mm-hmm. Our, our trips, we, we combine with fun, laughter, as well as visiting Islamic sites, you know. Uh, so we'll find in the bus when we are there, we'll ask you, we'll have competitions, we'll have some humor, you know. We will have some Q&A as well. Uh, we give awards to the people. Uh, so it make it exciting as and well. And fun, it sounds you know? quite fun. Um, the other thing, we are in Cape Town, we've seen each other. So when we're in the bus, we become friends, we become families. It's like going on Hajj and coming back. Mm-hmm. You'll find people bond, you know, when they come back and always have 
a reunion and another reunion and another reunion all the time. From our 49, 50 people that went on Uzbekistan, 32 traveled on one of our previous trips. Just to mm. give an idea, that means they love it. And when we always launch, they want to have first option to go on our trips. That is the demand on trips. Mm. Uzbekistan, Islam Karimov, when he passed away, his proceedings, uh, procession, and uh, his janazah left from uh, the square as well. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, stunning square. Then you have also Amir Timur, uh, the history and the background and the way he ruled uh, and the way he dev- developed Samarkand as well. Uh, it's absolutely stunning to see that as well. So it has quite a few Islamic history, culture. It has beautiful inscriptions. And I can assure you that coming with material goods, it's Uzbekistan becomes more exciting as well. Indeed. We have about a minute left, Uncle Yakut. For those that are wanting to go to Uzbekistan, if you could just give your number again so that... 082 mm. 0824114773. We're leaving on the 23rd of March, coming back on the 6th of April. And at this point in time, if they're wanting to book, what are, they need, what are you needing from them? Uh, we will need to make sure that the uh, passport is valid for six months thereafter. Uh, they immediately will go to Wembley Travel and Tours and make the arrangements from there. They will get all the details from there. Inshallah. Any shots needed for this trip or no? Sorry? Any, any shots needed for this trip? No, no, no vaccinations at all. Uh, just a visa, which we do a group visa together, and that makes it easy. So, And then we normally get the visa on arrival. Uncle Yakut, you going on this trip, so I know people are going to be quite entertained with yes, you yes. on board. Yeah, definitely, I'm um, taking the group. Inshallah. So it sounds quite exciting, and of course the funds goes towards um, the maintenance of Masjid Al-Quds. That's correct. Is there anything you'd like to add, Uncle Yakut? Don't miss this opportunity. It's a beautiful country, beautiful people, beautiful company, and it's going to be a fabulous holiday. Shukran to Zealand, to you to the management for giving us the opportunity to be here this afternoon. Afwan, um, Uncle Yakut, Sunday, and of course to all at Masjid Al-Quds, inshallah, keep up the good work. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this uh, trip one filled with barakah, inshallah. Ameen.